It frustrates me that there are people who just look out for themselves and who don't see the bigger picture, who don't see the long game, who don't realize that 87% of SAG-AFTRA members don't make, you know, the, the minimum for health insurance, which is $26,000 a year. And it's extremely frustrating. What's up, Dustin? <laughs> what's up, Crystal? And what's up, me searchers? You're listening to the Be Search podcast. And we're your hosts. My name is Dustin Domingo. Oh my gosh, and I'm being a silly Crystal Tugatti. <laughs> so silly. On this show, we have critical, messy, and fun conversations with each other, with friends, and with leaders in the community. And together, we'll unpack important issues, learn and unlearn what we think we know about what it means to be Filipino. Sure, we do. We sure do. We do that. (laughs) Today on the show, we're talking about the writers and actors strike. Yes, and to learn more about what's going on and how we could support is actor, producer, co-founder of Philippinex Actors Barcada and APA Artists for Change, and just all-around cool gal, and strike captain, Denise Cabanella. Welcome, Denise. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here and um, educating on educating us on what's going on because i'm sure um you know not everyone is in the industry um who listen to the pod and i'm sure that um our kin out there listeners out there want to maybe learn a little bit more about what's going on and perhaps how they can help um so to start us off um for folks who are curious about what's going on, can you tell us more about the current strike um, in the film and TV industry? Can you explain to us why writers and actors are on strike? Sure. Yeah. So um, we're coming up on almost 100 days of the writers being on strike and we are, gosh, I've already lost count, somewhere between like 15 and 20 days of the actors being on strike, but even though there are similar, that we have different reasons, there is quite a bit of overlap. Mm-hmm. For the most parts, the biggest issues that we both have have to do with generative AI mm-hmm. and um, streaming residuals. So both actors and writers have seen a drastic, drastic decrease in pay and residuals. Um, on both our parts when it comes to like, if I were to do a show on Netflix, the residuals would be a lot lower than if, um, you know, I did uh, Friends and that those paychecks are just so much bigger than, you know, the traditional non-streaming platforms just had so much more pay. And we've asked for bigger paychecks we've asked for um larger minimums and it things have not increased for us in terms of the the value that we provide and the pay that we get compared to the um standard of living that we live in now and so it has come to a point with 
actors and writers to say, no, this is enough. We're not getting paid what we should be. We're not going to be replaced by AI. And we can break that down a little bit later. But those are some of the largest things that we're, we're fighting for. Essentially, we're on strike because when we came to the negotiating table with the AMPTP, a deal, a fair deal wasn't made. Um, and so when we strike, it is a powerful bargaining tool for us to say, we're providing something greater than what is being offered and we deserve to be compensated fairly. Enter stage left, motherfuckers, AMPTP. Can you tell us who these people are? Mm -hmm. They're like the producers, studios. It it stands for the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Mm -hmm. And it represents over 350 American and film production companies. So Netflix, Disney, all... anything recognizable, that's them who have like these streaming platforms and who make this content and buy it. Um, so that's who the AMPTP is. And we we negotiate with them with our contracts to find something that is fair for both of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now the ball is in their court to decide that what we are asking is reasonable because right now, they're saying what we're asking is not specifically like Bob Iger and <sighs> Zaslav, you know, these people who get paid multi-millions of dollars a year and say that what we are asking is unreasonable. Question. Something that you said resonates with me, like the, just the whole, like the purpose of a strike is to be a tool, mm-hmm. like a powerful bargaining tool Yes. But I've seen folks on the internet, and I don't know, like, to what degree this is, like, a thing, but there are certainly, like, people who are in the union who are, like, effectively crossing the picket line to promote struck work or to participate in things that they shouldn't be participating um, as, like, part of the rules of being on a strike. Do you have any thoughts on they should not why? Be <laughs> why do you think they are like what is or why? Why do you feel like people don't feel that there's a need to participate in the strike? That's a great thing to bring up. Um, so, people like that who don't think that the power of people is important, that who look, mainly look out for themselves and not the betterment of other people. You know, maybe they don't have the same issues that most of the population of SAG-AFTRA, who are members of SAG-AFTRA, maybe they don't have those same issues. They don't feel the need for themselves to fight for better contracts because what they're getting is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, that's a, the main reason why I feel like someone like that wouldn't want, doesn't see that a strike is necessary or things that like, what are we doing? Don't bite the hand that feeds you. And it's like, you're not really feeding us. But people who say there's a majority, the silent majority of people don't actually care about going on strike or want to go on strike. It's like when we voted 
for the strike authorization. I think it was like 98 point something percent of those who voted voted yes. So for mm-hmm. us to go on strike, like we don't, you don't just like go on strike. There's a process that you go through. And so many thousands and thousands of people voted yes to say, we deserve better. We need to make that heard so that we can get what we deserve. And it frustrates me that there are people who just look out for themselves and who don't see the bigger picture, who don't see the long game, who don't realize that 87% of SAG-AFTRA members don't make you know, the, the minimum for health insurance, which is $26,000 a year. And it's extremely frustrating, but um, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. I, I think what's what's um, really important to highlight here is that number, like 87% of SAG-AFTRA members don't qualify for health insurance because they don't make a certain amount. And I think that like a lot of folks think that all actors are living it up, like because they only see like the aimless actors or like the people on the red carpet like consistently. So I think that a lot of people are because I also hear the argument like, oh, they're just being spoiled. And like, dude, what the fuck? Like, no, you clearly no. don't know what's happening. And like most actors are are not. I mean, we're not all huge celebrities making thousands and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. A lot of actors are, they don't even qualify for freaking, um, for insurance. Mm-hmm. And you get to watch them at your disposal. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It is really, really wild. And one of my dearest friends he has been on a bunch of shows. He's incredibly talented, graduated from, you know, one of the top theater schools in the country. And if you were to look at his resume, you'd be like, oh my God, he must, he like, he's, he's made it. Mm-hmm. He's there. Mm-hmm. And he let me know that he's never, he's never not made scale, like made over scale. He's never been paid over scale in the 20 years that he's been in the industry. What does, can you elaborate on what that means for folks who are unfamiliar? So scale is the minimum amount that you would get paid for a day rate. Mm. Gosh. So yeah, it's, it's just crazy knowing how expensive life has gotten, especially when you live in cities like Los Angeles and New York. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, it's 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 hard, and I, I, I hope that like more and more people realize. Yeah, it's not what you see. It's not what you see on the TV all the time. No. It's not what you just read on your tabloid magazines, if that's what you're still reading. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not. There's thousands and thousands of actors, artists trying to do this. You know. There are a hundred, like, I mean, we have over 160,000 members in our union 
And such a small percentage of that can make a living off of the work that we do. And that's crazy. You know how much they make the, the these these studios make billions of dollars and they and like what we're what we're asking for is unreasonable it's just wild it's a choice to screw people over so netflix in the meantime is offering as much as nine hundred thousand dollars for a single ai product manager so it is a choice to say yes to that and no to the thousands and thousands of actors who make the content that is making you money. And those writers, they create worlds that everyone else gets to be a part of making. And you can't make, you like, they're hardly, a lot of them are able to make their rent or or getting paid so much less than people thought. And, you know, I don't blame, we can't, I don't fault people like the most of the world for knowing because these aren't things that we put out there until mm-hmm. something like this happens. Like we don't right. go out, like, like I don't book my first co-star, guest star saying, hey, everybody, this is how much I got paid. <laughs> like yeah. we don't, we don't share that. We don't publicly share that information, but there's, there's such a lack of transparency in our industry with pay, with like, why can't, why don't we see these numbers about like how many people, how many views shows are actually getting? Yeah. Like that, that's a problem. And we're just, we're coming to a head where things need to change and we need to force it. Because unless we unless we ask for it, unless we unless we really fight to make it happen, and I believe this about anything, not just this work, but but the politics in this world, we have to fight to make things happen for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Other otherwise, people will go about doing the things that work for them, even if it doesn't work for you. So, I am really all these things like disappointed and excited about this time in history that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been, I mean, we haven't been in a strike with at the same time as the writers since 1960, it's been a long time. And I feel fired up to be a part of this change that we're making. Hell yeah. At least in awareness, right? Yeah. Yes. For someone who isn't like in the industry or like might not see a reason to like take, you know, a second glance at what's going on, can you talk to us about like why someone outside of the industry should care? Um, and like how can it, how can it affect someone who just simply enjoys TV or film? First of all, our work are real jobs, <laughs> just like other people's jobs are real jobs. And like I mentioned earlier about the threat of generative AI, you know, these, these studios think that they can replace writers and actors with AI, the, with the creation of like these mini rooms 
and uh, hiring less people and more AI to write the things and then people to come in afterward to clean it up. They're, they're finding ways to hire less people. And they've started to do background or scans of backgrounds, actors, performers, bodies and features and essentially say, you're like, we will own this forever and then not to have to pay you a single dime. This is, these are just a couple very specific instances of what's happening in our industry. If we don't, if we don't fight to say that human beings are necessary, are vital, like we are the ones who tell our stories, not AI, then there are going to be so many other ways that AI will continue to take other jobs, you know, not just ours. I mean, that's, in some ways, that's inevitable. But with this kind of situation, it's like, could AI write Ted Lasso? No, it will never feel, it will never hurt the same way that we do and the same way that we share. But um, we're not able to make new content and put it out on a broad, broad platform right now because we're not fairly compensated for it. And we're not, you know, we, we need to make a living too. And I hope that we can continue to make movies and TV shows in the way that, in a better way than we have before. But we hope that people can recognize that this is a fight for all of us, actually, for humanity, for dignity, because it's not just about money. It's about what it is to be human and to be a creator and to be valued for that. Yes. We all deserve that. I think back to like a writer's strike of 2008 or 2009 maybe. One of my favorite television shows was Heroes. Oh my God, yes. It was so good. Season one was amazing. And then writer's strike happened, I think maybe like season two or something. Um, and then all of a sudden the quality of television just like, I don't know where it went because mm-hmm. it, we were like as a society so heavily uh, leaning into unscripted stuff and like the stuff that was being produced was just not up to par because everything was just all over the place. Yeah. Um, the quality of the stuff that we consume, it was just not, it was just not what. Oh, it was terrible. It was like, yeah, it was oh, so obviously. Bad. So bad. <laughs> Season two. Oh my God. What happened? Yeah. And then we, and then like, I just, I just think back to like, okay, we heavily relied on reality television and that really influenced where we are in society right now. Like this is, truly as you said a historical moment and it's it's going to impact us beyond the entertainment industry beyond the creative industry and i think that people are not yet able to imagine the ramifications of what is happening right now i think it's going to affect us decades from now mm-hmm. in ways that we're not able to imagine or articulate in this moment mm-hmm. i'm yeah. thinking like post-apocalyptic like 
because mm-hmm. AI is very much part of this conversation, mm-hmm. depending on how that goes. Like, God, it could really set the standard for what like is appropriate use of technology. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it's, it's great that we have the technologies that we have. Like, it's cool that we're on Zoom, you guys. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but I think what is, um, like really scary talking about like our dignity as humans and like keeping that is, you know, in all of these um, fights, we, in, in this fight, like everything is so intersectional. And this is, I think this is where we're all kind of, all these movements are coming together and they're all happening. Like people have said over and over again, like it's so interesting that all of these strikes are happening around this this time, this like specific time. And it's really coming. We're all getting screwed. We're all getting screwed. It's like the 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 fucking system of capitalism is yeah. crumbling because mm-hmm. it is Who not... needs a billion dollars for real? <laughs> you can't Who even needs spend a it dollars? really. Like you yeah. a single person could not like I could like what are you actually doing with that? I mean, you know, ruining the world. That's what you're doing. But like on a person, on a personal level, can you actually spend that money without business being involved? Like, if you're not buying a business, what are I you doing know. with that money? Like, what the yes. fuck are you doing with that money? Like, ugh. so really, it's just like it really is just like continuing to shed this light on like all the fucking oppressive systems yeah. that are in place and doing essentially its job. Like, it's doing its job, but at the same time, this system is not sustainable. It's working, but it's it's got to end at some point, and we are all fucking tired of it. Mm-hmm. And it's not right. It's not okay. And I, all of this is just pushing away our fucking humanity. Like, if you're talking about AI, it's like further and further away from like our our souls, our hearts, like who we are as people, um, who we could be in community, like all of us, all, all, all sectors of work in the world, we all have to come together in some way. And it is just like, yeah, bringing us further and further and further away from each other. And it's scary. And it's, and at the same time, simultaneously, we can't fucking live a sustainable life. And we're just becoming, I don't know, I just hope that we we continue to be agitated and not numb because I feel like it's easier to go numb in these moments, but like that's what they want us to be, numb. Mm -hmm. Well, they want us to turn on each other too, you know, and it's like, nope, nope, we're not going to do that. We're, we are not the enemy with each other. Where, because some, I mean, at, in one way, they're like, well, this is what these people are asking. This is what these people are asking. Um, it's like, nope, you're, we're not going to turn against each other. Yeah. There is, there is, there is one enemy here, and it's the greedy, greedy bunch. Uh, and, uh, you know, the ball is in their court. We don't win at the picket line, we win at the negotiating table. Mm-hmm. And, so, you know, we could we could pick it as hard as we want, but like we're just asking to be paid fairly. 
that's it. What we're asking isn't even like crazy. And it's not just us that's on strike. The teachers were on strike. The Jollibee workers are, you know, like Mm -hmm. unionizing Mm -hmm. and good for them. Amazon workers, Starbucks workers, hotel workers, hotel workers. It's, it's all of us and the unions, all unions need to stick together. So, you know, like whether you're SAG-AFTRA or Teamsters or IATSE or, uh, or WGA, DGA, we're all in it together. You just, we got, just got to stick together and stay strong and keep fighting and take care of yourself. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Always. So during this time where it's like a really, it's really a disaster for so many people. Um, and in the context of like writer's strike and actor's strike, for the folks who are listening to this podcast who may not be able to go to the picket lines or like they're not in a position to be in those negotiating rooms, like what what are ways that people can support the cause? There are great organizations that you can donate to, like the Entertainment Community Fund, SAG Foundation that offer um, free resources, emergency funds. The Rock just donated like seven figures uh, and that will help to be distributed to many, many actors. And that is a game changer. You know, I mean, if you've got the, if you've got the funds, share it. (laughs) There, There are many, many people who need it. Also keeping updated I think that's a huge part of it too, you know, asking your friends just like this, you know, asking your friends who are in the industry, what's going on? How can you help? Uh, Hiring actors. If you are a business owner and you know that there are actors out there who are maybe working less on set, hire, hire us, uh, which is really important, obviously as well. Um, but those are just those are a few things that folks can do. Do, uh, donating water, donating supplies. Um, we're starting to get more specific about the things that we need at the picket line. I'm out there every day at Warner Brothers, and water is a really great thing to have because it's hot. I mean, it's oh like a hundred degrees heat index by eleven am. It's not a joke <laughs> that heat. I. Mm. I was at the medic table and they were like, you're bleeding. I wasn't even there for help, but I was, I started bleeding here and I don't know why, but you know, the, the, it's dry out there. Um, we're constantly moving stuff and um, it's just the, the, any way that you can do to give to actors, to people on the picket line to help stay hydrated, to stay cool. Um, if you have like special skills, that'd be great. Like we have a couple medics that come every day and volunteer and it's fantastic. Oh God, that's like, amazing. There are people who come to the line and just create music who, who bring tambourines and bring energy. And that's awesome. Um, I know that's going to the line related, but there are so many ways to help on the line and from afar. Uh, but, but those few organizations, again, Entertainment Community Fund, SAG Foundation, uh, are a few that come to mind. Pay Up Hollywood, 
uh, I think Casting Society Cares offers some things as well. But yeah, there are, there are lists out there that are very helpful. Awesome. Denise, um, thank you for everything that you are doing for the cause, for being a captain and a leader um, in our community, um, in the Filipino community, in the acting community. Um, we appreciate you and your dedication to um, kindness and uh, dignity for all. So like really thank you and thank you for coming on the show and um, educating us and yeah, more power thank to you. Thank you for having me. Thank yes, you for come back me. anytime. Thank you for everything that y'all do. I think it's really great to help unlearn. I mean, we all need to unlearn a lot of things. <laughs> um, and it, it's it's great work to put up a podcast regularly and share that space with people to have conversation with each other. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, me searchers, give it up for Denise Cabanella. Yay, a true badass. Um, and for, for all of you tuning in, don't forget, be a me searcher. Follow us at me search podcast and check us out online at me searchpodcast.com. And as always, we're going to get to the bottom of things. This is me search, folks. <laughs> 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 <laughs>